Hello and welcome to the Weekly Watch podcast series. I'm Jim McCormick, Global Head of Desk Strategy at NatWest Markets. This series helps you cut through the noise in global financial markets with a quick take on the upcoming trends to watch. Last week, the big story in markets was bear steepening across the US, UK and Japanese curves. All were at one point sitting at new cycle highs. Now, some of this steepening is reversing at the start of this week as risk aversion is setting in again, but I think the case for a significant new round of curve steepening after the U.S. election remains a pretty compelling theme. On the election itself, we're eight days away from Election Day, and the story is still very much the same. All the polling data point to a Democratic sweep, and it does remain our base case. And a new complication for the Republicans is the U.S. is seeing a new surge in COVID cases. This time, it's happening in safe Republican states, along with some key battleground ones. Ahead of the election, the U.S. team published its election playbook. It has everything you need to navigate Election Day. And for me, the big takeaway is Florida could be the state to watch. It's one of the most important battleground states. It reports early, and it will have the results of its mail-in voting. Before the election, we're in a period where we learn a lot about the shape of the early COVID economic recovery and the momentum in growth into the end of the year. With that, I think there's five themes on economic growth worth mentioning. Firstly, this week's Q3 GDP data from the U.S., Europe, and parts of Asia will show a recovery that's much better than anyone would have expected six months ago. Asia is still leading, Europe is still lagging, but all the recoveries have been better. Secondly, Q4 looks worse, especially in Europe and the U.S. Last week's flash PMI data suggests another modest decline in the global composite PMI a second in a row. This was most notable in Europe, as weak services were partially offset by better manufacturing. A third growth story is Asia remains the outlier, with its recovery broadening out and picking up momentum into the end of the year. Notably, the latest stage of the Asia recovery is more domestic demand-led. We saw that with strong regional import data in September. This is a big help for Asian trade partners, including Australia and Germany. And notably, Germany was the standout performer in Europe's flash PMI data, and it was all export-led. A fourth story here is that COVID management is becoming a big growth differentiator, something I talked about a few weeks ago. Lockdown levels will be a big part of this differentiation, and population-adjusted fatality levels have been a good guide for this. Clearly, Asia remains the world beater in COVID management, but it's also worth mentioning that there is a lot of differentiation across Europe. France, Spain, the UK, and quite possibly Italy are struggling. Germany and Scandinavia are faring much better. COVID differentiation keeps us very bullish on Asia, bullish on Scandinavia, and bearish on German fixed income. We also remain bullish on Australia, although next week's RBA policy meeting will be a big moment for the currency. Finally, we see a strong case for better growth in many emerging market economies in 2021. Better COVID trends help. It's the large, vulnerable emerging market economies that have seen the biggest improvement in COVID uh, trends in recent months. But fiscal and monetary policy is also a big driver. And I think it's interesting that our emerging market team built an index to measure the aggregate COVID-related policy stimulus for each country. Uh, At the top of the league table are Brazil, South Korea, and Chile. We're along all three heading into next year. Now, this is a pretty busy week. Uh, At the start of it, Brexit talks continue, and we have exited our longstanding short sterling position 
as the path to a deal now looks a little less bumpy than anticipated. On Thursday, we have the ECB policy meeting. We don't expect any changes. This may be taken hawkishly by the market. Finally, it's a busy earnings week with 40% of the S&P 500 reporting. And to date, the average earnings surprise has been close to 20%. Finally, it's worth mentioning some good news for Italy on Friday. S&P changed the sovereign ratings outlook from negative to stable. Most clients we had been speaking to were more worried about a downgrade. And we do remain long Italian BTPs. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Weekly Watch and please do subscribe to our channel to get future episodes. We also encourage you to explore more of our content on our website and social media channels. Speak to you again soon.